I want, I want to just give you a few points about uh, empowered by the living Christ. Empowered, this is part two. Empowered by the living Christ. We need to understand that you and I have been empowered. That means we have been given something. We have been given something from God. How many of you know that if God gives you something, it's worth something? And we have been given something from God. And this empowerment means that you and I have been given the power and authority to do whatever God commands us to do. You have the ability, you have the enablement, you have the strength to carry out whatever. It does not matter how formidable or, or strong the opponent is or are, opponents are, you still have the ability to get it done. You know, it doesn't matter who is against you. The whole world can be against you. But if God is for you, that overcomes the world. He wants you to know that. He wants you to, yes, let's give the Lord a, a big, uh, better hand than that. So God gives you an enablement beyond human capacity. Um, in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, Paul is echoing, actually speaking the words of God, but it's like uh, saying the same things that he has heard God say. When you and I say the same things that we hear God says, uh, uh, that we hear God saying, then we have the same results. I, I know that's so difficult for Christians to grasp, but when uh, I've learned that, and I've learned that in my walk with the Lord, that if God says something about me, I can say that about me. If God says that about you, you can say it about you. And then I can also say, when the Holy Spirit says something, then I say something, it is the same source. So I'm not a new source. It is the source is the Holy Spirit. I'm the conduit. You are the conduit. So Paul says uh, here to the Colossians, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So Paul now is speaking uh, an, an empowerment to the Colossians, but also to those of us who read. Because it is not only for the Colossians, it's for us too. When, so then you and I must not look at ourselves or our present condition, but we must look to the Lord and what he has said. We will need and do need presently the Lord like never before. We need the Lord. We need his power. We need his, his insight. So let's look at, at what he says. Walk in him. So Paul then speaks a command. And as he, speaks, as he speaks this command, then there's power in the words of the command. He says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught. So he says then, as you have been taught, you're able to do it. Oftentimes we don't do it because we don't go all the way with the teaching. We all go part of the way. Uh, let me just stop and I will tell you, our sister uh, Vanessa on Wednesday said something that you've heard multiple times. is one of my favorite sayings that our, one of our former presidents said, President Reagan said, when somebody asked him, Mr. Reagan, are you gonna, do you trust uh, Gorbachev or do you trust the Soviets or whatever? He says, yes, we're going to trust them, but verify. 
And I always love that statement. Yeah, we trust you. We're going to inspect you. And, and so, <laughs> but she said that in a different tone, and I was so blessed by it. She said, our problem with God is that we say, I trust you, Lord, but we're going to verify. Oh, wow. And, and that is an obstacle to faith. She was teaching on faith. That is an obstacle to our faith because, oh, yeah, I believe in all that you're saying, Pastor, but we're going to verify. Wow. That was a good point. Rooted. Sometimes I get jealous when God gives somebody points that good. <laughs> Do you ever get jealous? Yeah, y'all try to say no. Well, you're going to repent for that. Yeah, I said, Lord, that was too good. You know, yeah, so that's what we want to do, Sister Vanessa. Thank you for that. So rooted in the Lord, <clears throat> rooted in the Lord. So God wants us to be rooted in that, like a plant in ground, in good ground. Plant the, plant the little tomato bush or whatever, the little plant. Put it in the soil deep enough so that it can take root. Don't do it so shallow that the little rain that comes, a little gentle shower, will wash it away, the soil away. No, he says you have to be rooted in Christ. That means you and I have to obey the Lord. We must obey the Lord. We must love the Lord, obey the Lord, because if you don't love the Lord, you, can't, you won't obey the Lord. But you love the Lord, and obedience is the sign, or your sign, the sign, rather, that you love the Lord. It is the outward sign that says, I love the Lord. So you love the Lord, you get deep in the soil of the Lord, obeying the Lord, doing whatever he says, when he says it, how he says it. That's how you do that. And so then you and I find that we are empowered. So Paul says he is commanding us to be rooted in him. And then he says being built up in him. And so you and I need to allow the, the hand of God to build us up. The, the reason that we often fail God is that we don't yield to God. We don't yield to God. And so because we don't yield to, to the hammer of God, to the measuring stick of God, to whatever God is doing, we don't yield to him. Therefore, we don't have what he says. So Paul speaks it to us. And you and I, we have heard multiple times that, that uh, when God speaks, he doesn't so much speak to us as he speaks into us. And you and I now can do the same thing that God does. It's not sacrilege to do the same thing that God says. So now when I talk to you, I don't want to just talk at you or talk to you to your face. I want to speak into you. And so Paul is now speaking into us and he says, be built up in him. So allow the carpenter's hammer to build you up, to strengthen you. To establish you, what, in the faith. How does God then establish us in the faith? So he wants to empower us. He wants us to be mighty men and women of God. So how does he um, establish us in the faith? By, by allowing and giving you difficulties. Now, I'm, I'm going to say to you, there's probably not a person in here who would say, I love difficulties. I mean, if you are, you need to come take this mic and I'll sit down and listen to you. I love it when it's hard. I love, and I can climb that mountain. I love climbing that mountain. Oh, I love those thorny bushes. You know, we don't like that. But God makes us better when we go through things. He builds us up and establishes us in the faith and it's by the things that we have heard. So, 
I want us to really understand this amazing reality that God has given us, Jesus Christ. He has placed Christ in us and made us more powerful than we have ever, ever been. Amen. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, verse 8 takes up a conversation that the disciples had with Jesus because being Jewish, they, had, they were the only people group, you know, who had a covenant with God, who had the law of God, who had the words of God. I mean, don't misunderstand mis, uh, or mistake the power of the words of God. So when you and I are reading the Bible, and I've been reading the Bible with you, we're reading through the Bible again. I've, been, I've read the Bible many, 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 many times, many times. But I'm so enjoying it. The older I get, the more I enjoy reading the Bible. I read it, and, and I have this thing when I read my Bible, I kiss it. I, I do, I kiss it. Mm. His, his words are so sweet and so powerful so empowering, not so that I could be the toughest guy, you know, around, but if there are demons around, I want to be the toughest person, right? So, so it's not so much that there's such sweetness in the word of God. There's such victory in the words of God. And so I'm reading, I read the word of God and I realize God has made me strong. I'll, what I must do is do whatever he says. So, um, in Acts, in, in, in Acts chapter 1, what we find is that Israel, since they had all these things with God, this really sort of, they were set on the end uh, with God. And, and they wanted to know, since Jesus is the Son of God and Messiah, they wanted to know, are you going to, at this time, restore the kingdom of Israel? Are we going to be the, the, the big dog on the block? Are we going to be all, uh, the most powerful nation on the planet again? Are we going to, he said, that's not for you to know right now. But this is what I'm going to tell you. God is going to do something that's going to help you in the interim. God is going to help you now. And this is what he says. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You're going to receive power. There are many of us who will boast of the Holy Spirit. But where's our power? Where's our power? Because as, as our sister said, well, yeah, we trust God, but we want to verify everything. No, let us, look, let us look upon the word of God and see what God says. So when Jesus said to them, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come up, uh, has come up on you, then uh, about 40 days later, 10 days later, uh, after his ascension, 10 days later, 40 days of ministry, 10 days the Holy Spirit came and empowered them as they had never been empowered. And you and I are empowered as we have never been empowered. And this is what he says, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Wow, you shall, you shall be witnesses. What did he mean? Did he mean that we shall be more vocal than ever? Well, in somewhat, that's true. But no, that's not really what he meant. He meant God will do something in you that will make you different than you were before. God will come not just to say hi to you and, and, and bye to you, but God will come and live inside you. God is going to come. The Holy, when the Holy Spirit comes up, uh, uh, to you and upon you and in you, then I'm going to come in you. And everything that I have done and been able to do, then you will be able to do also. That's what he's saying to us. You will. When we look at the life of Jesus, it's so amazing. Jesus was the light of the world. That, that's we hear that, and so we become, like, used to those things, and, and they don't have the, the import that we, we should have. 
Can you imagine being on this terra firma, this planet, and you are the light? That is so big. He was the light. And John says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. Can you imagine? And all the darkness surrounded him to destroy him, but could not overcome him. Now he says, that light is in us. That life is in us. That reality is in us. You say, I know that. You know, whenever Christians say that, I always want to give them something. <laughs> but... I, do we know it if we don't walk in it? Why do we have God's word repellent always around us? It's like mosquito repellent. You know, you know, some of us say, I've heard people say, well, I don't use that stuff. I can't stand the smell of it. Have you ever heard people say that? You may be some of the people, right? <laughs> you know, you get that stuff and you smell it. It smells horrible, but it keeps the mosquitoes. Now, if you don't mind mosquito bites, you just leave the off off. <laughs> but, but I don't like mosquito bites, so I go ahead and do whatever I can to repel the mosquitoes. And some of us don't seem to mind weakness. And we don't use this repellent, as it were. We don't, we don't recognize it. We don't yield ourselves to it. But he says... But when the Holy Spirit has come, you're going to be witnesses. And this is what he's saying. I, I, I sense strongly what he is saying is that there will be something in you that resists the enemy more than the, even the words you speak. You know, remember how Jesus, and this is one of my favorite examples in the, in the Bible, when Jesus went into the synagogue in Capernaum and um, those who were occupying the synagogue had been worshiping with a demon-possessed man. And Jesus walks in there and the man goes, I know who you are. And they didn't know who he was. They didn't know who he was. They were supposedly the keepers of the oracles of God. They were, as it were, the people of God. They didn't know who he was, but the demon did. Now, now the thing is, but Jesus says, shut up and come out of him. And when, and when Jesus said that, the power of God was, was actuated and whammo, the demon came out. And they were angry that the demon came out. He rebuked a demon. So I'm saying that it's more in who I am than just what I say. It's more than who I am than just what I say. When you walk into a place, something ought to happen. I have seen that in my life. I'm sure you've seen it in your lives too. Sometimes you stir up the devil just because you, walk, you walked in. You haven't said a word, but you stir up the devil. I think when you, when you do that, you recognize, okay, my, my witness is about more than just the things I say. This is what God wants us to grasp and understand. Let me look at, at 2 Timothy chapter 2, a couple of verses there. Paul is talking to Timothy. He says, uh, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I love that. And the things that you have heard from among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So he says, firstly to Timothy, he says, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And so you and I are living in this sphere, this sphere like the hem Western Hemisphere. Naturally, we live in the Western Hemisphere. And uh, uh, we, 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 we live uh, uh, above, we live opposite the, the, the Eastern Hemisphere. So we live in this Western Hemisphere. And, but that's physically. 
We live in the Western Hemisphere physically, but spiritually, we live in the God sphere. We live, we have an atmosphere, but we really live in spiritually in the God sphere, in the God sphere. So what that means is you and I can have what God wants us to have. Paul speaks to this to Timothy, and he doesn't request it. He does the way God does, because God speaks into us. So Paul says, you, you therefore, my son, be strong. So when Paul does that to Timothy, Timothy is strong, because Timothy is a timid person. He's a very gentle and timid person. And he says, be strong. So Timothy then pastors the largest church in the brotherhood. Why? Is it because he just sort of uh, was lucky? No, he was spoken into him. Be strong. And so when the word of God is coming, the word of God is not coming to, as an opinion to you. The word of God is coming to make you into something. So when you, if you are, and I are really listening and don't have this ear repellent, that is my own thoughts, my own ideas, what I think, what I feel, you know? No, we don't need that. But when you and I don't have that, your, your own thing is the, what's repelling the word of God. Because the word of God is, is quick, as alive, is sharper than any two-edged sword. It can pierce between bone, joints and, and bones and marrow and stuff. You know, so, so then if you are not resisting God, then you are being moved by God. You're being strengthened by God. You're being empowered by God. Stop resisting God. Stop resisting him. So many of us do resist God. And so uh, he says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So then we find that we have this God sphere or Christ sphere. So we are what? In Christ. We, if anyone is in Christ. So that is our abode is in Christ. And when you and I occupy that place, we are so empowered to do whatever God commands us to do. As they said when I was a boy, if, if God is like for you, he is more than the whole world against you. Because when Jesus, Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our God, our very life, came into the world, he was the light. And that light that the darkness could not overcome, could not overshadow, could not conquer, is now in us. It could not conquer Jesus. And I want you to come. But it, could not, it did not conquer Jesus because he, was, he is the light. It cannot conquer you because you are now the light in Christ Jesus. Whatever the enemy brings, don't worry. Don't be apologetic. Walk in the truth of God. I'm going to leave you with this. We are empowered in Christ by the person of Christ, who he is. And his acceptability to God. We are also empowered by his finished work on the cross. Thirdly, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit that is indomitable, unable to be conquered, unable to be conquered. So we are empowered by the living Christ. I want you to go out today and be stronger in the Lord than you've ever been in your life. Be stronger in the Lord. So I say to you, as Paul said to Timothy, be strong in the Lord, in this grace that is in Christ Jesus. And all things that you have heard today and even before, commit 
to faithful people who will be able to teach others also. In Jesus' name, I'll be back.